Welcome to The Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. This week, Pinellas County education reporter Colleen Wright interviews the new president and CEO of the Pinellas Education Foundation. Let's take a listen. I'm here today with Stacy Carlson, the fairly new president and CEO of the Pinellas Education Foundation. She's been on the job for nine months, but has just laid out her new plans after the foundation's annual meeting was held uh, in December. Uh, I'm here with her today to talk about her new role and the dynamic between uh, education foundations and the school districts they serve. So, uh, Stacy, thanks for being with us. Uh, tell us how you got into edu- you know, working with education foundations. Uh, you have like deep ties into this kind of work. Sure. So when I was sort of contemplating my plans after uh, graduating from college, I always had an interest in education, but knew I didn't think my gifts uh, were with teaching in the classroom. So I got a degree in psychology and thought I would go into guidance counseling. But I also uh, always had an interest in business. And so when the Education Foundation in Hillsborough gave me the opportunity to join their team, it was sort of like a perfect world of blending my interest in education with businesses who were interested in investing in education. And so I got a really decent glimpse into um, how businesses were thinking about the role that education would play in the community and in uh, furthering their business goals and uh, kind of what was going on in education at the time. And then I've sort of stayed on that course uh, pretty much through my whole career. I spent a little bit of time in higher education. I worked at the Consortium of Florida Education Foundations, which gave me a really great... And, and what of, is that? Explain to us what Sure. That? The Consortium mm-hmm. of Florida Education Foundations is the membership organization for all education foundations in the state of Florida. And we work, uh, when I was there, we worked on professional development, advocacy, some regional and statewide fundraising, but it gave me a really nice understanding of sort of the continuum of where education foundations lie and um, how over time they evolve as organizations. Sometimes they simply start out as pass-through organizations, accepting donations from the community, passing those through to the district, to even moving all the way up to more of an advocacy role where they, uh, you know, will take on an issue and deeply analyze it, understand it, and then take a position and advocate for and support change related to whatever that issue might be. Okay, great. Now, um, I don't know if this is all too common. We see Pinellas Education Foundation, Hillsborough Education Foundation everywhere. What exactly uh, is the role of an education foundation and what is the dynamic with the school district they serve? So I think it depends on, I think the dynamic and the role depends on the community that you're in. The education foundations are usually born of the community saying, hey, we want to come together around supporting public education. Um, but kind of how that um, happens, and, and I think it's part of the beauty of, of um, this being a community-driven 
organization or community-led organization. In our case, we're actually set up as an independent nonprofit. And what that allows us to do is it, it, um, it creates a really healthy dynamic between the Education Foundation and the school district because we do have autonomy, yet all the work that we do is in support of and meant to benefit and work with and um, create solutions in partnership with Pinellas County Schools. So we're, um, you know, we shouldn't be out there. We're not out there sort of doing rogue kind of activities. We really want to make sure that the work that we're doing is aligned and making a difference in the things that matter most to Pinellas County students and will further their achievement at a, a greater level. The um, the other thing that's really nice about uh, kind of education foundations having this sort of independence is there are things that we can do with private investment that, quite frankly, you know, government dollars come with greater restrictions. So, you know, one of the things that we pride ourselves on at the Pinellas Education Foundation is our ability to be innovative. So when, you know, when you can get private investors to say, listen, take a chance with us on this particular initiative, sometimes what will happen is once the proof is in the pudding, once we've shown that this is actually meaningful and making a difference, then the district has the, has the, um, case to be able to say, listen, we should we should be putting our dollars into this. We should really be elevating uh, these types of activities or investment in our students, in our teachers, because the Education Foundation has helped to show us that it actually matters. Okay, great. Uh, something I took away from uh, this annual meeting that just took place a few days ago was this new effort to kind of um, make the Education Foundation more of like a household name and maybe a, a rebranding of sorts. Could you walk us through that exactly what you might have in mind? Yes. Um, so the Education Foundation, Pinellas Education Foundation, has been around for 30 years. And uh, what I like to say is we have um, had some amazing programs over that time, um, but we're kind of like Procter & Gamble where the um, people know our products, but they don't sort of know who's behind them. And so um, there's great community awareness around initiatives like our Take Stock in Children program, which is providing low-income students um, scholarships, but probably most importantly is a mentor early in their K-12 education. We start in sixth grade to make sure that they not only get to graduation, but that they can see the finish line of actually going on to college and finishing a degree. Lots of people know about that. Lots of people know about the Stavros Institute, which is one of the very first initiatives this foundation ever did in the creation of Enterprise Village and Finance Park, and now our latest initiative with Future Plans. But what I think has, um, hasn't completely been defined for the community, even though it exists, I just don't think we've been talking about it, is really understanding why the Education Foundation exists. And so, you know, what is the difference we're trying to make? When we create all these different programs, what is it that we want um, the outcome to be? And there, there are... Um, there are a whole plethora of things that we could kind of focus on, but what we've done over these kind of my first nine months is really get focused on, you know, what is the difference we want to make? And so the two areas that, uh, besides refining our mission, which is now going to be accelerate educational achievement for all students through the effective mobilization of innovation relationships and resources, 
We've also um, really narrowed down to um, two desired outcomes, and they are improved student academic achievement and strengthen preparation for multiple pathways after high school. And so what that allows us to do, even though those are still broad outcomes, it allows us to kind of narrow our focus, and it becomes a lens through which we make decisions about the types of investments we make, where we need to be putting our dollars. I mean, for example, um, if you want to improve student academic achievement, the two most critical areas that we should be looking at are, um, you know, supporting effective instruction in the classroom, supporting teachers, and looking at principals, leadership at the top of the school really drives school culture, drives outcomes for that school. So now we, knowing that, we kind of step back and say, okay, what are we doing around that type of work, and um, and where could we be more effectual for the for the school to, in partnership with the school district? Great. I'm going to ask you one more question. Okay. Sure. What might we see from the Education Foundation going forward, maybe in the new year? So a couple of things. At a high level, what I think you'll see from the Education Foundation is us begin to monitor a um, set of outcomes for students that maybe we haven't uh, been putting out there publicly. So let's say, I, I, I don't know that this is the case yet, but let's say we say, Hi, we're going to impact high school graduation rates. We want to see in the next 10 years if it grows by a certain percentage. We're going to start holding ourselves accountable to that and making sure that our efforts are most aligned to making that number move up like we want it to be. So at a high level, you'll see us begin to articulate around um, kind of indicators that we are focused on and moving in the outcomes areas that we want to move on. Then kind of more at a granule level, um, you know, going back to uh, my example around um, student uh, student academic achievement, you know, there, um, you know, I right out of the gate, actually, we're already um, investing in a principal leadership initiative um, in partnership with the district and in partnership with an organization called New Leaders. And the idea is, you know, principals all go through a um, set of training. They all have to have master's degrees and they go through a very comprehensive district-led training program. But what we find is that in certain school settings, there are there's a different skill set needed. Um, you know what you might need in, um, you know, in a school that is, you know, traditionally is, you know, doing well may look different than a school that has struggled. So making sure that principals who are going to be placed in different settings are equipped with the um, skills and knowledge and tools that they need, and so that type of investment would be new for the Education Foundation. Um, again, aligned to. Uh, initiatives that we know are going to be the most impactful on student achievement. So that is a, it will be an important connection for us. And, you know, I can imagine that principal leadership would be an area that we would work on. Great. All right. Well, uh, Stacy, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks for coming by. That's the end of the interview and the end of our podcast. If you'd like to participate in this conversation or any other, please visit our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook. If you want to follow the latest breaking news on Florida education issues, visit our blog, tampabay.com slash blogs slash gradebook. Thanks again for listening.